You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we bring you today a random TV episode recap. Yes, that's right. You, the listeners, suggest these. We, the podcast hosts, review it. And today we have taken the suggestion of Jamie Hilding. I don't know if you've heard of her before. Uh, her name does sound familiar. She suggested for us to do Charmed, and based on a random draw, that was Season 2, Episode 1, Witch Trial. And uh, I'm kind of sadly excited to talk about this episode today. Uh, my name is Ben, and I'm way overdue in the sex department. And my name is Colin, and I also go for size 5 tampons. <laughs> Wow, we're learning a lot about ourselves today. Um, I'm glad you didn't say you were overdue in the sex department, because considering that the person who suggested this episode uh, you sleep in the same bed with, then that's a question you would have need to raise to that person. Yeah. So, um, it's This is interesting. Your, your beautiful, lovely wife, Jamie, uh, suggested this. Um, do you, do you just often have to sit around the, the Hilding household and listen to Charmed in the background or is this something that, uh, you didn't know she actually liked? No, I mean, she grew up watching this show uh, along with many other shows that I'm not really into. <laughs> um, but it's not something that she's really followed a lot, you know, s- since, uh, we've been married. It's more or less, I remember on Netflix a few years ago, it was kind of, let's, show each other different shows that maybe we haven't seen before. And I remember she put on an episode of Buffy, and I think it was the first episode of Buffy, or even the first two episodes. And I had never really gotten into the show. And she's like, oh, I love this show. And then she's like, you know, do you want to watch more? I'm like, nah, I'm okay. You know, (laughs) I know people are going to hate me for that. The same thing happened with this. Then she's like, oh, let's watch Charmed. And she put on the first episode of Charmed. And she's like, oh, you want to watch another? I'm like, ah, it's all right, you know? So... (laughs) It's one of these things whenever we it's not really on in Canada here anymore and it's not even on our Netflix. But every time we go down to Minneapolis or Grand Forks or Fargo, it's on all the time there when you wake up in the morning. And she's always like, oh, let's watch Charmed. So I mean, my history with Charmed is basically the first episode and every once in a while, halfway through an episode when we're in the States, she's like, oh, let's watch this. And I'm catching it halfway through. That's my, my only exposure to the show. Well, you, you literally asked, answered my next question, which was the history of it. Um, and before I touch on my history of it, yeah, I, I will say that uh, I haven't been on one of these random TV episodes in a while, I think since we did Smallville. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm excited to, to be here with, um, you know, and it's great that, you know, jokes aside that Jamie suggested this. I'm sad that Jamie's not on this episode with us. I thought she would have at <laughs> least uh, joined us for this one. But uh, yeah, my, my history with Charmed, I, I actually did used to watch this show when it first started. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, I think, what, this came out in, what, 98, did it not? Uh, when it first started, 97? Uh, mm-hmm. 98. So, like, I was about, what, 11 years old when it first came out. Uh, but I actually stopped watching it. And this wasn't exactly a protest against Shannon Doherty. Um, but, like, spoiler alert, Shannon Doherty's character Prue dies at the end of season three. Uh, and I stopped. Spoiler! Spoiler! Uh, and I stopped watching it after she left because I couldn't stomach Rose McGowan. Uh, so, uh, I haven't seen this in a very long time and, I, I kind of had a similar thing, kind of what you were saying there with how, you know, Jamie made you watch this. I think I've shared this before on the show. Like, uh, 
my my best friend at the time, we kind of had this trade where I would make her watch a show of, that I really loved and she would do the same. And it started off, she would watch 24 and I would watch Buffy. So we made it completely through both of those shows. And then kind of our second shows was, I think I made her watch Nip Tuck and then she made me watch Charmed. Um, so I don't think we ever completed that though from memory. So yeah, this, this was actually a real blast from the past watching this episode because I actually did remember this episode when I was halfway through watching it. Yeah, I remember this. Um, and like, I think I tweeted out, like, I just kind of forgot how fun this show can randomly be. I I don't know if you kind of thought that watching this episode or you basically got to the end of it and goes, yeah, no, that's all right. I've, I've watched one. That'll, that'll do. No, it, it's it was different than I expected, especially because we did see the first episode, and maybe I don't know, maybe the first season is different, or maybe just the first episode was different. But I felt like it was a more serious show than this. You know, cheesy when you look back on it, dated, but it felt more serious. And with this, it, it all, I was laughing a couple times. I'm like it's kind of a funny show, and it is a little bit goofy and dated. But uh, you know, you you mentioned Buffy, and I've only seen two episodes of it, but they seem like similar shows. Or yeah. Uh, for me, just seeing the makeups and some of the cheesy makeups and monsters and everything, it reminds me a lot of, I mentioned a lot in the show, how much I loved Hercules, uh, the, the Kevin Sorbo Hercules growing up in Xena. And just, just the fact that you could go back to the 90s and they would have supernatural shows and it was kind of cheesy and campy, but that was the appeal of it. And it, it I had more fun watching this than I thought I would. Yeah, it's, Not it's, just because, oh my goodness. These are like the greatest three sisters ever. <laughs> I mean, I'm going for my pro. I'll just be honest. We we put profile pictures up on Skype, you know, depending on what we're recording. And all I did was search "charmed" and the pictures that came out. I I could have delayed this for another 15 minutes. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, no. There, there's definitely uh, positives to watching some of these shows, um, but. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, yeah, there's definite parallels to Buffy. I would, I would find. Uh, I think Buffy's probably a little bit more quirkier and a little bit more, you know, humorous and sarcastic. And, and they, they, I mean, Joss Whedon just had a lot more fun with it uh, and wasn't mm. afraid to go complete. Like, I mean, there was a musical episode for goodness' sake. I don't know if there was a musical episode of Charmed. I mean, if there was, great. But you know, I mean, the musical episode of Buffy is probably one of the greatest episodes of TV ever. It's amazing. But, um, yeah, it's just, I definitely, the parallels. And it's, it's so interesting to think that kind of, I think we talked a little bit about it with Smallville, that, you know, this kind of trend of these sort of supernatural shows that kind of tied in with, like, real life, if you know what I mean. Like, and it just mm-hmm. works seamlessly. And, yeah, it's weird to look at these shows sometimes and feel that they are so dated. But at the same time, you remember watching these when they were on, like I'm sure you do with Smallville. I do with this and sort of some other shows. And it's just they were just accepted. It's kind of like in 10, 15 years time, we're going to look back at, you know, this golden age of TV. And go, oh God, House of Cards is so dated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't feel like Game it, of really. Thrones? God, Seriously. that's so cheesy. Like, oh, like, terrible. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I enjoy kind of, it's, and it's weird to think that these are dated again, because this is, these are shows that were on when we were growing up. That just makes us old. But at the same time, like you said, 1998 it's 19 years since the show debuted 18 years since this single episode we're watching aired like that's a long time when you really think about it yeah for sure i mean that's thinking about like growing up when you would see like a show like mash or cheese and you go oh god that show's yeah. so old but like you think <laughs> about it when you yeah well when you're watching <laughs> when they were little that's probably about the same amount of time that had passed between now and then between this and charmed so it's yeah. like well, n- that, now casper when he's in a few years time he's gonna be like oh god dad charmed how old 
<laughs> yeah, because I can remember watching shows like Cheers or Night Court when I was a kid, <laughs> and just looking at it, it's like, oh, this show's so ancient. And meanwhile, you look back and it's like that was about ten or twelve years earlier yeah. than I was watching, which is the equivalent of us watching something from maybe season three of Twenty Four right now. <laughs> and this is even older than that. Uh, one thing I will say before we get started into this, actually, kind of just with growing up, with what I watch with this show, I remember in high school. Because uh, I went to an all-boys high school, but I had this friend, Muhammad, and he was he was so obsessed with Holly Marie Combs. Like, absolutely. Like, you've always got that friend that is obsessed with a celebrity. I mean, we're all cel- probably obsessed with, like, one celebrity. Me, Natalie Portman, you, Shailene Woodley. Uh, oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Um, but like he just like all on his school books was just like Holly Marie Combs uh, just like when you finally you know this is the time when you got a mobile phone with a colour screen you could put a wallpaper on it like that was a big thing at the time Uh, Holly Marie Combs just like obsessed so it's kind of like I always look at Holly Marie Combs. I, I like her. I like her. I think she's beautiful, and she's probably was always my favourite. Watching Charmed as well, her or her or Phoebe, but we'll get to that. Um, but I just I can't look at her without thinking of my friend Muhammad. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's kind of weird that you have that association. <laughs> I also agree. She's definitely the best one on the show. Um, but you told me a story about a friend of yours that said Skyfall was the second worst Bond movie. <laughs> and I was concerned about the people that you hang out with. But this Mohammed sounds like a really smart guy. Well, one of my other friends is like absolutely obsessed with Britney Spears. So I can never look at Britney Spears without thinking of him. So it's kind of <laughs> ruins that illusion. Um, but I will say... Um... <laughs> Don't read into that. Don't read into that. Every time I look at Britney Spears (laughs) in Toxic, sweating with her abs, all I could think about is my friend Joel. (laughs) Um, One thing too I'll say is that I the one time I went to a Comic Con in Melbourne, it was in 2013. Uh, Holly Marie Combs and Shannon Doherty were there. Like they were kind of like the two main people. Them and William Shatner. Um, and I went as media and I tried my darndest to get interviews, but it just never panned out. And, um, of course, even as media, we don't get special access to the areas where people are lining up to meet them and can get, you know, even we're not even allowed to take simple things as a photo still, even though we're working technically. Uh, but I can say that I've stood within like five meters of both Holly Marie Combs and Shannon Doherty. I've seen them in the flesh and they're very short. Oh. And they're very attractive in real life too. So just, I thought I would uh, put yeah. that out there to the people. <laughs> I'm glad you uh, <laughs> settled that for us here. We were all questioning whether they were attractive or not. Everyone in real life um, thought they were tall and ugly. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is funny because one of the first things that struck me watching this is you see there's big size differences between the three of them. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that they're all really short. You can tell just by looking at them. Yeah. And one thing, too, that we'll talk about in this episode, I think it was very well known. And I think it's a lot of the reason why Shannon Doherty did leave the show uh, was obviously the feud between Shannon Doherty and Alyssa Milano. And I definitely think it shows in some of these scenes between the two. Because if you actually watch it, too... Because it was very, I think, famous that a lot of the times they were so... They hated each other so much that they would not even film at the same time, even when they're in the scenes together. So that's why I think sometimes you see them kind of like they <laughs> cut between the two of them, even though they're technically meant to be standing right in front of each other. They, they apparently just hated each other that much. So wow. I didn't know if you knew too much about that feud. but uh, No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. Oh, that's... Yeah, listen Malone and Shan Doherty. And actually, it's funny. I saw uh, a tweet about probably two days ago from Holly Marie Combs because, you know, I, I think... It is at the point where there's always whispers that shows are getting rebooted and brought back, and I think there's been a, a recent whisper that Charmed might be the next one to maybe come back. 
and um, somebody obviously tweeted to Holly Marie Cones about it, and she said something like, oh, I haven't heard that, but hopefully it will happen. Uh, I believe the two of them are slowly working out their differences. So... <laughs> 19 years later, they're slowly making progress. Yeah, so... Um, anyway... We're here to talk about this episode. Um, I've just spoiled it. If everybody's like tuned into this, oh, I might get into Charmed. Oh, but Shannon Doherty dies. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've spoiled it for Colin because he was really getting into this. Yeah, um, I was waiting for season three. <laughs> we start off uh, with the house, the, the famous Charmed house. Um, and in comes Phoebe and uh, Piper's nearly coming at the same time because she's making out with... Who we find out to be the loan guy. Um, I mean, is that how you get house loans in Canada, Colin? Or By making out with handsome men? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have a question about him. I'm going to jump ahead because I didn't realize it was the same guy later in the movie when she's looking at this property, and uh, or later in the TV show, uh, when she's looking <laughs> at this property and... Uh, all of a sudden, she just starts like like sucking this guy's tongue right out of his throat, <laughs> and it's just not having the context. Like, is this supposed to be her regular boyfriend or something? Is this a guy who appeared on the show before? Look again. You're going to ask me all these questions, assuming that I remember this show very well. Uh, I don't, uh, so okay. <laughs> I, I couldn't really answer that. I, I they keep mentioning Leo. I remember Leo because he is an ongoing on-and-off boyfriend of Piper, and I believe they might end up getting married. That's not a spoiler, or it could be, because I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I've got charm fans yelling at their speakers right now, they get married, man, fuck you! Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I couldn't, I could not tell you. Um, okay. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the More whole... The whole getting the club thing, I know that that becomes a, a main hangout point. I think it's called P3 from memory, um, that they do have this club. So um, mm-hmm. it's kind of the, the beginning of that. Uh, but, yeah, so she's making out on the couch. She freezes him. Did you know their powers? Like, were you, did you remember each of their yeah. individual powers, or did you learn them in this episode? No, I, I and I didn't even know until you said that they had individual powers. It makes sense now that... You say that because one's always just freezing people. But yeah, that's news to me that they have their own superpowers and that they can't share them. And maybe we should mention that to our listeners if they're tuning in going, Charmed, what's that about? Are uh, they witches? Uh, <laughs> so just in case you didn't know what they are. Yeah, so uh, Piper can freeze people. Phoebe has like premonitions of like people dying and things are about to happen. And Prue can like, uh, I think she can move things with her hands and uh, like you basically use a force. Uh, so, <laughs> Prue's a Jedi. <laughs> she's not a witch. <laughs> she's Ray. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Piper freezes the guy. Phoebe comes in. You know, did you get the loan? And they're basically all like, "Oh, I'm working on it." I love how like Prue comes in and is like, "Not yet." Like goes back out, comes back in, um, and then basically uh, Piper becomes a massive buzzkill and kicks her out of the house. Uh, kicks him out of the house. Um, and then we learn it's the one-year anniversary since they got their powers. Yay! It's the autumnal equinox. And it's amazing that it coincidentally fell on the one-year anniversary of when the show premiered. I know. Like, how do they work these things out? I know, right? Isn't it just... It's completely... Uh, you know, it works in so well with that. Um, mm-hmm. And can I just point out, uh, with thanks to our friends over at Charmed Wiki... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very good friends um that this episode 
takes place. They've actually dated this episode because uh, September twenty third, nineteen ninety nine. Because oh, as that's the charmed <laughs> wiki, to correct you right charmed now. <laughs> wiki are ringing me right now to to let me know <laughs> that um, I've got it wrong. Um, it's all right. They'll they'll leave a message. Uh, <laughs> just. Uh, <laughs> Which one of the witches had the bad timing power? <laughs> Isn't it coincidental that on the year that the first anniversary that we recorded this episode, they uh, they ring us to let us know <laughs> who has a landline phone still? God, obviously people in Hobart do. Um, <laughs> you just dated yourself. Yeah. What is I, this? Nineteen ninety nine. I was really trying to make this like nineteen ninety nine. You know, <laughs> gonna party <laughs> like it's nineteen ninety nine. Anyway, I, I just thanks to Charmed Wiki for calling to double check with that. But also, it took place on that day. For those at home or wondering when the actual autumnal equinox happened, um, I mean, what 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 even is that? I don't even want to look that up. I want us to guess what an autumnal equinox. What the fuck is that meant to be? Um, uh, can you spell it for me first? No, because I'd written it down. I've spelled it wrong. I'm dumb. I can't read, Colin. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't spell either. Uh, Google it. That's it. Google that shit. Well, that, you, could you hear me typing? I can, uh, yes. Slats <laughs> of phone okay. <laughs> To date this, uh, sorry, I'm a little bit distracted. To date this, my wife walked over to interrupt the episode on that one she suggested so she could show me the 10 second teaser from Mary Poppins Returns that was written at least online. <laughs> Can we get Jamie in for a second? Jamie, why aren't you on this episode? Jamie, get over here. You have to at least give us a By the way, the autumnal equinox is the equinox that takes place in the autumn. Okay, well, of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Okay. Hold on a second. She's going to plug in. Jamie, I'm so disappointed that you are not on this episode with us. (laughs) What? Can you you hear me now? Can you hear him? Can you hear Hello? me now, Jamie? Hello, Jamie. Hi. Why aren't you doing this episode with us? You suggested this. <laughs> Colin didn't invite me. I'm-, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting in the background, and I know he's going to talk about uh, how hot all three of these women are. <laughs> do you do you think all three of these women are hot too? Uh, yeah, I think. <laughs> oh, who's, who's your pre- who's your preference? Who who who's your favorite sister? Um, probably Piper. <laughs> All right, we're all no. on agreement on Piper. No, I, no, I'm I'm all actually only into guys. I said uh, I bang them, but I only said that because that's what Colin says about anybody. Oh, that's come on. So, so who was your favorite? Like, um, what are they like? White lighters or warlocks or whatever they're called in the show. The handsome. What was his name? Danny Handsome. Danny oh. Handsome. The Danny. guy that comes up. We'll, we'll talk about him. He comes up in this episode. She basically goes, "Hi, I'm Danny. Danny Handsome," and she just oh, referred to him as Danny Handsome. The neighbor dude. Yeah. Do you? Hey, Jamie. Do you remember um, Cole Julian McMahon? No. Oh. Well, he was the guy we saw. He was the guy from the Fantastic Four, uh, Doctor Doom. We saw him in the episode. The half the episode we saw when we were in Grand Forks. Oh, I think he. Uh, I think he's just okay. Oh, well, well, look. <laughs> Australian. He's Australian, and he's also on Nip Tuck. Download now via the Oz Network. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have a fit now. Go away now, Jamie. We don't want you anymore. <laughs> this cameo has been sponsored by... All right. We'll get you back on before the end of the episode. We will. We Clean will. that earbud. <laughs> <laughs> what did she just say? Who's what? <laughs> Clean that 
Clean the earbud. Oh, clean the I... earbud. I thought she said my bed or your bed. I'm like, what are you two playing at? It's like, what's the time there right now? And why do you have separate beds? Uh... Go back to your Mary Poppins trailer. <laughs> I only discovered they're making another Mary Poppins. That's a... Oh, God. Anyway. Um, so we find out that Phoebe's met a witch today, uh, that they've all been demon-free for a month. And then the next day, um, everybody happens to wake up at the same time and look amazing in their pyjamas because the Book of Shadows is is (laughs) flicking around. (gasps) Doesn't that wake you up every morning? Not Casper, but when the Book of Shadows turns its pages. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I just want to comment, again, not knowing anything about this show or if the Book of Shadows is a real thing, my only exposure was the terrible sequel to the Blair Witch Project called Blair Witch Book of Shadows, which I have been trying for almost two decades to erase from my memory. <laughs> so when they say, every time they say book of shadows, like I'm going into a seizure and remembering the worst experience of my life. Well, this is a, you know, at least the three full seasons I watched of charmed. It was it's their book of spells that, you know, happens to vanquish demons. Um, but I remember when I worked at this CD DVD store, uh, and they would sell the box set of charmed one time they released the book of shadows edition and you got it all in a fancy book of shadows. So, you know, Merchandising, it works well. Uh, but Just by- let me know when the all pajama box set comes out. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm waiting for the the naked witch one that comes out. You can have. Oh, your, we'll get there. You can have your pajama one. I'll, I'll have that one. Um, but you know, of course, this book is opening. It's flicking through, and oh no, the portal opens, and here's our first meeting of uh, vagina chin demon. Um, what's his What's his name? Abraxas. Abraxas. <laughs> Does he not look like he's got a massive vagina on his chin? Like, is that the only thing that I've noticed in this entire episode? Uh, I don't know. I couldn't get past his weird pointy ears. But, yeah, now that you mentioned, I'm looking at your profile pic right now. <laughs> I've just got a vagina. That's my it, profile. It, to be honest, like, from this angle, it almost looks like sagging testicles chin. <laughs> it's it's definitely genitalia for sure. He's shaming the background, cracking up, laughing. <laughs> what was uh, was that episode of the of South Park where they had bald chinians? Or no, what was that? That was Men in Black Two, uh, the bald chinians. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. One thing in South Park, I knew there was something with bald chinians in it. <laughs> Men in Black Two. Uh, seriously, this demon with genital face um, mm-hmm. just happens to open up a portal and steal the Book of Shadows. Now, my biggest question is, if he could have done this, like, why why hasn't he done this before? Does it have to be on this equinox? Is this kind of what we're discovering? Or is he just lazy for the other 364 days of the year? Yeah, I don't know. But I, I, I had a hard time following the villains in this one. This is where I'll say maybe not knowing the show. Because there's about, he's the main one, but there are probably about... I don't know, 46 villains that pop up throughout the course of this episode. And you get the impression that all of them have appeared on the show before. And this is yeah. kind of like, you know, this is the greatest hits of season one, everybody. <laughs> and I don't know, I was losing track of everybody. So I probably didn't even realize this was the same guy until halfway through the episode. I, I, I did kind of remember the, the woogie, whatever it was, the, the black smoke the monster woogie-ness. from Lost or whatever it was. <laughs> um, but um, I think actually the guy, the first guy that comes out with the knife that we'll get to, I think like in the opening credits, I think that's the scene where uh, Piper freezes that guy with the knife. If you watch the opening mm. credits, I think that's him from the first season. So again, I, I, it's been so long since I've seen this show. Uh, I only remember the the lost smoke monster. So 
Um, but yeah, so basically the Book of Shadows is gone. Prue does nothing. She freezes. She has performance anxiety. Uh, the force isn't working. I wrote that in my notes. Yeah, you did. You performance anxiety. <laughs> performance anxiety. That's what this episode is basically about. Yes. Was well, when you you know way overdue in the sex department. Uh, that's <laughs> when you're getting those size five tampons. Um, now. <laughs> we get to that moment, I think that's where we need to get Jamie to come on and save our asses because we'll probably <laughs> sound like asshole dinosaur men at that point. Um, Phoebe, what we've all oh, so long for being demon free. Yeah, there's so there's a setup basically for the episode. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I mean, do you have anything to add? I just want to talk about the credits separately, but um, yeah, I got nothing really to add on the opening scene. I've got stuff for the credits and after it, so I don't know if you just want to jump straight to that. I just want to say with the opening credits, I actually really, really, really like the song. Uh, it's how soon is now by the smiths and um it's yeah it's a great song and the credits is kind of like it's it's i mean this is at the time when we actually had opening credits on tv shows but it's still is like a, mm-hmm. almost like a shorter version of it like i don't know if you notice that like this is shorter than somebody save me for small yeah. uh, and then also like this is the first time that we see Dan McPretty or whatever uh, um, Jamie <laughs> said. <laughs> um, and also weird, rude girl who wants to make calls to Saudi Arabia. Uh, clearly, because like, you and I are watching this going, oh, they're our regular characters. We'll see an appearance uh-huh. from our favourite side characters in this episode. Yet we literally see them for the first time in this episode. So, yeah. spoiler alert, if you've not seen this episode, you've just met two new characters in the opening credits. <laughs> Yeah, that's the um, the the only things I really had to talk about here. The same thing. I, I thought that uh, you would have been more into you know a Madonna type theme song. This didn't seem like your style, but I wrote that it was a cool theme, um, yeah. and I kind of miss this age. I guess especially the CW or WB shows at the time. You know, they were really big into having like real songs as their opening credits. Uh, you know, as opposed to other TV shows like network TV shows, you know, they wouldn't want to pay for the the royalties for that. But it's a cool song, and um, yeah, the, 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 I had the exact same reaction. Or I'm uh, the other characters. I'm like, okay, so these are regular characters on the show, and then they get introduced, and you realize, okay, I have no clue who they are. And I think it's always awkward when they introduce a character in the credits because you know, if the only one I can really compare this to is Smallville we talked about earlier or a couple months ago, but Smallville, when they would have a new character appear and you would see them in the opening credits and meanwhile they haven't been introduced on the show yet, it's just, it's a little bit awkward. Yeah, you know, I, I do agree. I will correct myself just quickly. The version used in Charmed is actually by a band called Love Spit Love. The original <laughs> is by the Smiths. Uh, Jamie finds that funny, apparently. Um, and <laughs> just more Mary Poppins. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that classic cult comedy, Mary Poppins. Um, <laughs> and uh, iconic Russian lesbian band Tattoo also did a cover of How Soon Is Now. Oh. Um, everyone's Googling uh, iconic Russian lesbian band. Uh, the one thing, though, that I noticed, too, in the uh, the opening credits, which kind of takes special meaning now since we've done a James Bond podcast, download 007, available via iTunes. Uh, did you notice the double-take Siamese cat? Uh, no. <laughs> the credits as opposed to the double-take pigeon. Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> well, the cat has a name. I can't remember it. We It's called Kit Kat, isn't it, or something like that? Um, but <laughs> now I just want a Kit Kat. Yum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go back and watch the credits and see Double Take Pussycat. Um, and download 007 Moonraker episode because you'll get that joke. <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> 
I've lost the plot already. Uh, so we get back into the episode. We get some fantastic sweeping shots of San Francisco, because if you didn't know it was shot in San Francisco, you do now. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Can I just quickly talk about that? Because it's of not course you can. <laughs> I know everybody who grew up in either the 80s or 90s loves Full House, but I saw that shot and I'm like, no, not more Full House. Like, <laughs> I hate, hate, hate Full House. Oh, wow. And for that reason, I, I can't watch anything with that bridge and not groan. <laughs> Unless it's James Bond, you know, that's, that's different. But wow, who hates anything Full else House? I hate Full House. What's I wrong with you? Do you have Full a pulse? <laughs> My nephews, who we heard recently ones. on the Spider-Man Homecoming episode, <laughs> yep, um, they will often make Full House quotes, you know, trying to entertain my baby, and I'll take the baby away from them. I'm like, you don't quote Full House to this kid. <laughs> you quote my cool. baby. My baby, my baby. <laughs> I'm protecting that kid. <laughs> you walk up to Casper every single day, and they're going like, you got it, dude. And you're like, my baby, my baby. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> I've, um, I've been to San Francisco, and, like, I did a city tour, and we went to, like, the, uh, the they're called the Painted Ladies, like the famous houses that you see in San Francisco and um, yeah when we went to this street where there was like a roll of them and I think it was the actual shot they used in your favourite show Full House because you can see the city and all that in the background and it's beautiful it really does but like nobody I think at that point was saying like oh god I love these houses in Charmed <laughs> it was all <laughs> like oh Full House uh, but I think I mentioned Charmed but um, yeah okay there we go Colin hates Full House uh, that just lost us some listeners. Uh, we shouldn't have said that because when we put up the next random episode suggestion, you know what people are going to yes! say. <laughs> All right, I'm definitely getting online and making a fake profile and going, oh, you should cover Full House. <laughs> That's our listeners. Right now, go online and make sure you suggest like 30 episodes of Full House for us to cover. Oh. is <laughs> just Googling how to commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but now we meet, um, we meet our new favourite girl from the credits, who basically, um, bangs at the door. I've written here, impatient door person, because they're all upstairs, aren't they, first of all, talking about the whole, oh no, the Book of Shadows is gone. They've all basically said, oh, the power of one, that's got to be you, Prue, because she's got the force. Um, but then the door's banging, 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 this little girl just runs in, can I use your phone? Um, let's date this episode to 1999 when people didn't have cell phones and you had to use your neighbor's landlines. Um, that was clearly this girl was ringing me before, uh, from 1999. <laughs> <laughs> they used the spell to call the future. Yeah. <laughs> we just, we, we like to make our episodes really realistic here on the Oz Network. Um, but then we meet Dan McPretty or Dan McHandsome or. Danny Handsome, yeah. <laughs> now, don't you love, like, you've got to, this is, I think, you know, one of these shows that Colin clearly wasn't exactly targeted at us with penises. Um, but, like, <laughs> you know, how you've got, like, sexy man at the door and all the women are just kind of like, oh, like, you know, and they're all like, because he's hot and everything. If this was, like, the other way around, a show with men and he's, like, a really hot woman at the door, as if they're not going to be like, I'm going to bang her, I'm going to bang her, no, I'm going to bang her. He said they're just they're just also like pleasant and polite. Like, don't you wish you're a woman sometimes? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> really? Uh, I also I also don't think of my male friends when I see Britney Spears. So I guess we have some differences between us. <laughs> well, look, you know, I if you're know, a woman I... now, Colin, you could be Doctor Who. So. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I'm sorry. I've never had that reaction, but. Uh... 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, don't they all have boyfriends? Isn't that part of the issue here? Well, uh, Prue's died. Uh, Phoebe's... <laughs> I don't think she does. Uh, and Piper's banging the banker and still over Leo. So, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think from memory, I think from memory, Phoebe, like, never really... Like, in all serious, like, Cole, Julian McMahon was kind of like an on-off long-term. I think they get married. Spoiler alert. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, Phoebe was always the one I felt that never had the long-term one. So, she's always open to banging Dan McPretty next door. So... Um, what is with that? Can I just like that was a real '90s thing, was it not? Like the sort of the long sweeping hair, like you know that that look. I mean, what very Baywatch? Yeah, like you know, I I don't know how else you would Brad Pitt long hair, Thelma and Louise mm-hmm. style. Um, you know, I mean, I'm I'm glad Jamie finds him attractive, but um, I mean, if that was 2017, he'd have a man bun and a beard. <laughs> I'm just glad he doesn't have frosted tips. This was 1999. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's not the 80s. You'd have had a mullet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so does he go anywhere? Like, I have to ask about him because we don't really get much else out of him in this episode. This great introduction where he needs to be part of the main cast. Does he become a major character later on, or the little girl for that matter? Because it, it, it just seems so random in this episode. I think they're like a one or two season story arc. I don't think they stick around for much. I, I'm pretty sure he might get involved with Piper. Maybe. I think there's maybe like a love triangle between Piper and this Leo guy. Because Leo's like, he's like, I think they call him like a white lighter, which is like a, a really stupid sounding witch. I think it's a male version of a witch, basically. Again, Charm fans, correct me if I'm wrong there. Um, but And it's kind of like it's taboo for a white lighter and a witch to be together. Like, oh, no. Um, just but, uh, yeah. Just just to kind of elaborate on this. Yeah, you're totally right. And I'm going to assume that the characters never take off from here because uh, Danny Handsome, uh, <laughs> he appeared in only 18 episodes of this one season, and that's all he had on the entire show. Oh. And the little girl, I'm assuming that's Jenny... Uh, is, it Ge- is it Jenny or Ginny? I swear at one point they say Jenny okay. and then another point they say Ginny. Well, either way, how she got into the main cast, she's in four episodes of the show ever. <laughs> so they wrote her out after four episodes but kept her in the main cast for like the opening credits? Kind of weird. It's because she kept making uh, long-distance phone calls. Uh, <laughs> she kept <laughs> bankrupting the WB. Like, stop calling Saudi Arabia! <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, my biggest question is like, so he's... Like, they've always got to establish that he's the uncle. Like, he can't be the dad because, oh, no, we don't want to date a hot single dad. Uh, yeah. So, like, it's like, oh, I'm going to look after my niece while my parents her parents are from Saudi Arabia. Um, I mean, look, again, this is coming from somebody who hasn't seen the show, so I'd, it probably is explained at some point. I don't know. But what parents bugger off to, like, Saudi Arabia and leave their daughter with Dan McPretty, who all he wants to do is bang a trio of sexy sisters next door? I mean, Jesus. Like, <laughs> look, I'm... I'm 100% on board. This isn't even joking around. I'm 100% on board and thinking that there was probably a big story arc and then this little girl was just so bad that they wrote her out before. You got to think, most of these TV shows, this is what's really weird. TV shows generally film their episodes about a month, month and a half before they air. So she had officially been written out of the show before this episode probably even aired. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I can only assume that she was that bad. Like, why are you going to put her in the opening credits when she's probably already been written out? She must have just been that bad that they scrapped their ideas for the storyline for the season. She too didn't get along with Shannon Doherty. So, uh, <laughs> they, just, <laughs> yes. they hated each other. So she just Doherty. had issues finding the right tampons on set. <laughs> so she walked. Shannon Doherty stole all the good ones. <laughs> oh, can we not make tampon jokes? Oh, my God. We're going to get crucified. Uh, <laughs> speaking of tampons, we see the vagina chin demon again. Uh, he's just <laughs> sitting there reading from the Book of Shadows with his pointy fingers. One thing I have to say is, like, the, <laughs> I know we're probably jumping ahead here, but, like, the demons in this episode where they get vanquished and they're all like, no! And then they just kill such dated 90s special effects. Um, but, like, this demon's makeup with the vagina genital chin and the giant <laughs> horns and his pointed fingers and he's just standing around reading backwards from this thing. Uh, I, mean, it's, I don't know why I'm bringing that up, but I just kind of find it funny. <laughs> oh, God. I anyway. Agree. Uh, we then cut to um, Prue and uh, not Prue Piper and Phoebe. They're off in the field talking to this Stevie woman. Of course, her name's Stevie. <laughs> I mean, look at her. She looks like Stevie Nicks. Um, like, oh, now I get why they call it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense now. <laughs> I just I, thought you had somebody against Stevie. No, my dad's called Steve, but like you know, Stevie. Like, come on, as if that's not. Yeah, um, and they're all you know also stripped naked in the woods. <laughs> starts starts singing, you know, Rihanna. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, I like Fleetwood Mac. I don't know why I'm making fun of them. Um, but anyway, <laughs> oh, you're not going to go off at me for liking Fleetwood Mac? I thought you would have. Oh, you like Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, you can go your own way. Come on. Oh, good, good boy, good boy, Colin. You do have good taste <laughs> good in music. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they're, they're, By the way, I yeah. also want to just say how odd this show is because I just looked up on IMDb Stevie. I thought that she was a major character because the way the scene plays, it's like they already know her and she's somebody that they go to for advice a couple of times a season. She had this one episode and that was it. Well, I mean, she had to tour with the rest of the band, so uh, she was busy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, she made up with Lindsay Buckingham and they, they got together and... Um, <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> Fleetwood Mac Oz coming soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I didn't even think of that, to be honest. I just assumed she was just, you know, some hippie witch lady with all these other hippie witches in a field celebrating the autumn or week or whatever it is. Just, <laughs> whatever it's called. Uh, and then they all have to get naked, uh, which, look, I'm down for that. I would happily celebrate that every September if I could be involved in that. Um, so you're at this point you're really liking this show because you're like oh nudity uh. i was yeah i was a little more uh my my interest was to be honest though a, a couple of seconds in after my wife kicked my i was on the floor she kicked my head as soon as the scene started you know just <laughs> wake up calling um i started screaming out it was like curse this show for not being on hbo because it's network television <laughs> they're not even from like like the, the the cleavage up, they're shooting them from like their earlobes. <laughs> I love the fact that like Jamie has to like nudge you or something like that when there's like nudity in women. Yet if this was the other way around, it's like Hugh Jackman grating a block of cheese on his abs. Uh, <laughs> you know, she's probably like, "Get out of the room, Colin! Get out of the room! I need some alone time." <laughs> 
I, I don't know if that happens in movies, uh, but anyway. By the uh, way, just uh, off off topic is I think we're done talking about the nude. <laughs> basically, basically before here. you say all this is, is they're trying to get more information about this whole equinox and they're naked. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, our favorite character, Stevie. I love that they go out of the way on Charmed Wiki to write appearances. Stevie has appeared in a total of, in bold, one episode throughout the course of the series. <laughs> I just want to point out that Charmed Wiki is maybe the most detailed wiki I've ever been to, even more so than Survivor Wiki and the font used in San Juan del Sur is. Like, on this episode alone, they've got... Main cast, guest stars, co-stars, featuring, uncredited. They've got literally the um, pages from the Book of Shadows. You can read the spells word for word. Yeah, they can write out the spells. Yep. Uh, Then you've got powers. You've got terms, artifacts. And then you've got notes and trivia, followed by cultural references, glitches, gallery, promotional pictures, episode stills, quotes, uh, international titles. Uh... (laughs) I mean, this is... They are they are detailed fans of Charm fans, so good on yeah. you guys. <laughs> and yet, you still couldn't find a picture from the earlobes down <laughs> on this page. Uh, look, we can all... Look, I mean, if you ever want to know what the Italian title for Witch Trial was, it is <laughs> La Anniversario. <laughs> In Germany, this, this episode was called Abraxas. Um, and in Finland, this episode was called Nolitapari Kokakotunyol Yalen, translates to The Coven Gathers Again. Uh, <laughs> wow. We are educating you here on the Oz Network. I'd read out the French one, but no one gives a shit. Um, so, they're naked. They're not naked anymore. Prue's at the auction house. Uh, if you didn't know, Colin, she works in an auction house. Um, I know now, yes. And she meets an old lady who lost her husband in a car accident, which kind of ties into the fact that Prue lost a boyfriend, Andy. Now, I do remember that. He was a cop, and he died in the last episode of the last season. I mean, we, I didn't need to remember that. It's kind of mentioned in this episode. Uh, so, uh, we obviously get Prue feeling a bit sad about that, connecting there. Meanwhile, we're back to the um, the club, the soon-to-be P3 club. He's Piper macking it on again with um, sexy McBanker. Um, <laughs> notice how they only ever date attractive people. I mean, clearly. <laughs> well, I think that's television in general. How many ugly people no. are there on TV? <laughs> that's why I'm not on TV yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just want this is what I wanted to comment on earlier, where I had no clue that this was the same guy from earlier. The 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 you banker. Just thought she was a bit of a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way. Think about this from the point of view of somebody who's never seen the show before. Because they're not sitting there being flirty or holding hands or just like, hmm, interesting. I could get you a 3% interest rate on this mortgage. And then all of a sudden, oh, thank you. And she just grabs him. <laughs> My Firstly, I'm glad to know said, that's how you kiss. Uh, secondly... <laughs> Secondly, you do realise that they say when they're making out on the couch that that is a guy who's doing the loan and that he will see her tomorrow and that it's also the same actor. I don't know what they're... (laughs) I I would assume the the whole same actor thing gave it away. Uh, Yeah, I'm not not exactly looking at the guy in the opening scene (laughs) when there's three of them there and one of him, but... Still, like I don't know, he he maybe he he changed his hair or something. <laughs> he frosted his tips, and I didn't recognize him. 
My point is, the way the scene plays, I'm watching this, and all I can think is, I hope to God that is her boyfriend, because otherwise, this is a really friendly lady. Like, I want to see her just lean over the 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 when she makes a deposit at the bank, lean over to like the seven year old lady. It's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Piper, otherwise known as the NJ of the Charmed World. <laughs> You'll get that if you listen to our Spider-Man episodes. <laughs> Available via the Oz Network. Uh, we are on the Oz Network, right? We're on Double Oz 7 again. Uh, refresh my yeah, memory of what we're doing today. <laughs> but all of a sudden, uh, we get Vagina Chin Demon who's reading a thing and here comes the knife-wielding guy from the credits. Um, is it Jeremy? Oh. Uh, you don't like Jeremy? <laughs> What's with that? No, I just... <laughs> You're like, oh, this Jeremy. <laughs> he comes forward with a knife and he's like, I'm going to cut you. And then he basically <laughs> backhands a guy with the same hand he's holding the knife in. Just stab the guy. Says, I got a knife. Whack with the back of his hand and knocks him out. Like, Use the knife if you're gonna bring it. You you, you know that this this was uh, an Australian show. That's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> That's not a knife. It's a spoon. Oh, so you played knifey spoony before? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's that typical cliche moment in a show like this, isn't it? Where character can't know the other character's powers, so let's conveniently knock them out while character with said powers <laughs> fight. I mean, it's, it's very Smallville. You know? yeah, it's very Lana and Smallville. Oh, I think I fainted. <laughs> oh, Lana. Oh, I feel sick. Oh, he's <laughs> Superman. Da, 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 da. Um, but yeah, basically, um, Piper's all like, holy shit, this is a guy from the credits who I killed last year. Uh, so <laughs> she yeah. has the time to freeze him, call up Prue, who at this point isn't a bitch to assist her and actually wants to take the call, um, and then puts Phoebe on speakerphone. And they all, the thing that baffles me in this episode, they all remember the spells from the first season I mean like, I don't remember shit from yesterday how do they remember all these <laughs> I don't remember it's the same guy from the opening scene <laughs> Colin thinks he's making out with a different guy uh, <laughs> so they've got to remember the power of three spell uh, the power of three will set us free the power of three will set us free the power and he, he gets vanquished with his whole little oh no and then he gets like burned I just love it when they get vanquished um <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think you've already added it enough there. Why didn't he stab him? Um, I do like. <laughs> he just backhands him with the knife in the same hand he backhands him with. It makes no sense. I do like the, the next bit when he's like being transported off to hospital and he's all like, oh, I need to research to see if this is a high crime area. You didn't do that before? Are you thinking with your dick to get into a pants? You're thinking all of that and I'm going to loan a 60 grand, but oh no, let's not check to see if this is a high crime area. Is that not the first thing you do? What I love is that this guy took a backhand to the side of his face and he's wheeled away on a stretcher like a quadriplegic suddenly. <laughs> like they got a neck brace, a head brace, his shoulders are strapped down. It like is how America, hard was Colin. That Come on, it is America. Yeah. You know what? This this guy, he doesn't even need to carry a knife. I mean, that backhand is deadly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway... um. Prue shows up, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. And it's like, oh, you know, what are you doing? Oh, I couldn't exactly say that I was attacked by a demon that we vanquished last year. Um, I will say, like, all jokes aside and everything that we're talking about here, you can't deny the chemistry that these, well, at least two of the three actors have with each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Piper and Phoebe together, like Alyssa Milano and Holly Marie Combs, like, work so well with each other. And, I mean, it, look, Shannon Doherty aside, like, 
I think her character is meant to be like a bit uptight and a bit, you know, kind of how she is. Um, but I mean, she works well with uh, with Piper when we see them together. I mean, Holly yeah. Marie Combs works well with everyone. But I mean, clearly we can't necessarily say Alyssa Milano and Shannon Doherty work together. But I don't know if you kind of notice that. Like, they do have very good chemistry between them. Yeah, well, I I noticed that none of them are really great actresses, um, <laughs> but it does show that they have chemistry because I said like it seems like a fun show. I was laughing quite a bit, so you could get entertainment. Like this is you don't have to be the best actor in the world to have good chemistry with somebody, and I think that's probably what this show was sold on. It was these actors, you believe that they're having fun doing this. Yeah, and it's also like, um, you know, it was a very empowering show for women. Uh, that, you know, I mean, this is obviously coming around about the time that a show like Sex and the City was obviously very, very popular. And you, you kind of had a lot more of these shows at this time that had female leads and that were very much, you know, an empowering show for, for females. And um, it's very interesting. We've got two men covering this show right now. But, um, I mean, it's <laughs> it, it really, I mean, in all seriousness, it does show through. Like, I mean, this, this is a great show for for women, uh, you know, three strong, you know, independent women who can kick men's asses and all that sort of stuff. I mean, God, I, I want to be a woman. After, I've already said that. I, I would love to be <laughs> female after this episode. It's like, fuck men. Men are assholes. <laughs> Uh, you'll never look at Britney Spears the same again. <laughs> I, I never do. Um, anyway, cut, speaking of women's issues, uh, cut back to Phoebe, <laughs> who meets... Uh, I, I think her character name is Jenny, but I think Dan McPretty calls her Ginny or something. I don't know, maybe he's New Zealander or something. Um, and we get this touching little scene uh, of Ginny Jenny rubbing the cat because, you know, why not? And she's sad because she's about to get a period and her uncle doesn't know how to buy tampons. <laughs> Um, now this is, this is, oh, this is like the worst plot in the history of television, (laughs) a character who's 12 years old that they can't even stomach having around for more than four episodes. And what is her story arc? My uncle bought the wrong tampons. Please help me, which is superheroes. You know, the funniest thing about this whole thing, and I've written this in huge capital letters, you've got this poor 12-year-old girl who is, like, so upset she needs some tampons because, I mean, oh, my God, I cannot use sanitary pads. That is disgusting. Um, But, like, here's Phoebe in the meantime. She's discovered that this cat they've owned for a year has a little symbol on its collar, like, good job. Uh, and then she, all of a sudden, she's like, oh, shit, I've got to go. And the poor little girl's like, hang on a minute, wait. I've written here in capital letters, she needs tampons. Like, buy her tampons. Yeah. <laughs> I feel this so is also sorry really... for little Ginny. She's, like, about to gush everywhere, and she's got nothing to stop it. Well, she's bored, too. I mean, did you hear the part where she says something like, oh, I've taken the week off from school because of the move? Like, who needs to have their kids take a week off for a move? Well, I, mean, I took an afternoon off the day I moved. I didn't even take the whole day off, and I was the one moving everything. Either her uncle is just very like, oh, I've got dates with 50 other trios of sisters this week. <laughs> I can't be bothered taking you to school. Or she's that manipulative, like, oh, Uncle Dan McPretty, I need a week to move my little my little ponies into my room. Um, can I have a week off? If she's that good, then surely she can simply say, Uncle Dan McPretty, I need the ones that look like long little slender sticks, not the things that look like a flat piece of paper. Um, yeah, well, you know, and I just point out, how dumb is Dan McPretty if he doesn't know the differences between sanitary pads and tampons? I don't have a period. I've never had a period, and I probably will never have a period, but I at least know the differences between a tampon and a sanitary pad. 
Well, I think she says sanitary napkins, too, which I took as, like, those little wet wipe things that they give you at a restaurant. <laughs> wipe your the corner of your mouth. <laughs> and maybe that's what it is. Like, he's like, ah, oh, this will work. Jamie, it's Jamie, uh, can you tell us the differences? <laughs> She's already left. That's too bad. <laughs> I do have a funny story here, because I can understand Danny Handsome here and why he has trouble with this. Um... <laughs> I, I'm hoping that your mom never made you do this, but <laughs> when I was a kid, like probably up to the age of about 11 or 12, uh, my mom would sometimes send us to the store with like a list, you know, like, you were, oh, here's a list to buy from the store. And sometimes she'd say, oh, just give this to the guy. He'll know what to give you. And he'd put something in the bag and hand it back to us. And then one time I realized that it was a thing of tampons. <laughs> and my mom had sent me, an 11-year-old kid, to the store with 20 bucks a piece of paper, a note for the guy, and then I come back and I realize what it was at this age, and I'll be like, "I'm never going to the store for you again." And just ran away. <laughs> that poor guy at the store, like he has to look at the list. He goes, "What can you want, little Sunny Jim?" Oh, <laughs> I guess I would feel more for him being a guy selling tampons to an 11 year old boy with a note from his mom. I do, I do remember actually growing up. We had a corner store up the road from my house, and this is like to show the differences between, I guess, the 90s to today. This would never happen today, but uh, mum and dad used to give us, like, money. We'd go up to the street, my sister and I, and we used to buy them cigarettes, uh, and the guy in the store would sell a cigarette, and I was probably, like, <laughs> six or seven. My sister would have been, like, ten or eleven, um, you know, so they would sell cigarettes. But I remember my mum would code um, when she needed those things. So, like, I used to go groceries with my dad and, like, she would write the shopping list for dad to get stuff and she would call tampons white mice and sanitary napkins surfboards. And for the longest time, <laughs> I had no idea. I'm like, why are we buying a surfboard and white mice? Like, what the fuck's the deal with that? But then it took me, I'm like, oh, right, I see. <laughs> but, like, uh, you know, this is this is great. Everybody Two men talking about tampons and shit, but, like... yeah. In all this seriousness, like, men from. would have that in several parts of their life, whether it be with their mother or their partners, that they have to purchase these things for their, you know, for women. We're nice men. We like to help out. Um, but I would just say... I'm that- not that nice anymore. My mom scarred me for life. <laughs> Jamie buys her own. I don't buy it yeah. for her. Um, but, yeah, I, I at least would know what I would have to get. Um, I, again, know the difference between a tampon and a sanitary pad. So. I- did your dad write you a note that said milk, eggs, white mice? <laughs> yes, and I'd come home with like a little container of like these three little white mice, and he's like, "No, you, did you go to the pet store? Like, what are these?" <laughs> anyway, back to Charmed. Uh, <laughs> Jenny needs quickly- tampons. <laughs> Yeah, I want to talk about Jenny because I think this is her last scene. Uh, just some Ever. trivia here from Charm Wiki, very detailed again. Uh, that she only appeared in four episodes. She, apparently, she was written out of the show as the writers felt she didn't contribute in any way to the story. Ah, she needed they tampons. Her... Exactly. <laughs> but why do you write a character into the story and like, oh, you know what? We're four episodes in. And she's not contributing anything. Like, you should have known that four episodes ago. <laughs> also, she received a negative reception amongst the fans of the series who considered her one of the most annoying characters. Oh. Um, coincidentally, also, interesting fact, Jenny never made an appearance in the Charmed comics. So oh. I wasn't aware of that. Well, well, now I do. Now I know. I'll never read the comics. <laughs> she's my favorite. Um, I do love Phoebe's line when she walks off. 
oh, if you need anything, we're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No, you're not. You won't go and buy a tampons right now. <laughs> yeah, she says no. Here you are, the only girl in this girl's life who's been abandoned by her parents. She's in a new city. She's not even able to ask for school teachers because Danny McHandsome is keeping her out of school for, what, child labor to unpack the dishes. <laughs> He's off dating every woman on the planet. The only woman in her life. I need tampons. I'm sorry. I've only got these wet naps. <laughs> you know what? Anything else but not that. And then she says, we're open 24-7. And Jamie turns to me and says, no, they're not. They have jobs. <laughs> so here's little girl, not even in, able to go to school, sitting there by herself bleeding in the middle of her living room. Because the neighbors said they'd be home and they're at work. <laughs> Thank you for asking us this episode, Jamie. I feel so sorry for this character. She's getting treated negatively by the fans. Everyone hates her. She's only in four episodes. All she wants is tampons! <laughs> She didn't fit well with the story. She had one story. You gave her one story, and you wrote you wrote it poorly. You 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 wrote yourself into a hole. I want to see all the deleted scenes because I mean, a twelve year old girl is very you know she takes things seriously. She doesn't know when people are just saying it to be nice. She literally thinks they're open twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. She's knocking at the door at three o'clock in the morning. My tampon's full. I need another one. You know what she also could have done here. Is that instead of being like, you know what, why don't you just ask your uncle again? I'm sure he'll understand this time. Why didn't you give her one in the meantime? (laughs) She has nothing. (laughs) These girls are terrible. They're like, we're the good witches. We just torment children. This this is this is the inappropriate part of the episode where I ask like what's so bad about sanitary napkins? Can't you just use one of them in the meantime? But I'm not opening that up because I've had that conversation with girls before, and it's like I've killed their like dog or something. Like, oh, how could you suggest that I use a sanitary napkin? You sick bastard! It's like, well, it's like it's just, I don't know. I'm not even gonna touch that. I don't know. All right, yeah. okay. But either we we milk this <laughs> as much as we can get out of it. The Oz Network, the only show that spends 20 minutes on an episode on Charm talking about periods and tampons. <laughs> How much are we into this episode? We're like four An hour into, into this episode and we're not even done. All right. Minute. Holy shit. <laughs> so the Wiggle Man comes. Um, <laughs> the Wiggle Man. <laughs> he's having puberty issues too. The Woogie Man. <laughs> he's not like in a multicolored skivvy going like, wake up, Jeff. <laughs> I couldn't even remember his name. I was legitimately reading my notes and it autocorrected Woogie to Wiggle Man. <laughs> There's a hidden episode of Charm where the Wiggles are a demon. Okay, was toot, this, toot, was chugga, the chugga, big red car. <laughs> the Wiggle Man was the smoke monster from Lost, as you said, right? Yes, yes. That is the Woogie Man. Okay. Um, Isn't Woogie so, the character from There's Something About Mary? <laughs> I think so, Yeah. <laughs> This is crossovers. Um, (laughs) What I love, though, is that the Wiggle Man (laughs) is basically uh, molesting them with his smoke. (laughs) Oh, who wouldn't? Let's be honest. When they banish him or whatever, the only thing you see is Phoebe pull her top up. (laughs) 
<laughs> so the Wiggle Man came to basically try to pull her top down. <laughs> Wouldn't we all if we were the Wiggle Man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, beg our listeners to give us another charmed episode. <laughs> we need more of this. Um, it's so, the the thing that like we get this scene where they're on the Ouija board or spirit board or whatever it is. Um, one thing I think it is an ongoing trope of charm though from memory from watching the show is that Phoebe generally is the one to kind of put two and two together and kind of like hey this is what we need to do this is what we need to do and yet Piper and Prue are always like oh are you sure are you sure and yet of course like she's always right um, so I mean again it's kind of like that old saying with like 24 if people listen to Jack Bauer it would just be called like two because it would be over in two hours um, but like you know listen to Phoebe people alright <laughs> But yeah, Woogie Man comes along, molests the girls. He says, die, witches. Um, and then somehow they remember the, the spell again. How amazing is that? Uh, Phoebe has a vision. Uh, Nicholas is going to kill Prue. I think that's just literally a vision, like a, a positive memory she's having. Like, oh, God, can he kill Shannon Doherty? Yes. Um, but then we cut back to... Uh, Prue, who's then a real bitch to her sister. Oh, it's important. She always says that. I'll call her back. Uh, again, she's just been a bitch to Alyssa Milano. Um, and then Nicholas comes along and is overheating brain cells. And then again, Prue can somehow remember it. He explodes. Um, then we get the doctor in hospital. I'm just lumping a lot of this together now since we're not talking about periods anymore. Uh, they're in hospital. The doctor is all saying like, oh, you've overheated. And of course, Phoebe's got to make a sexual innuendo. Oh, that happens to us all the time. Um, keep it in your pants, all right? Yeah. I did like the, the doctor, like, I, I, even when they were saying that scene, it's like, oh, you just, uh, you, you overheated very quickly. I'm like, did he just basically say to her, you're sick because you're too hot? <laughs> Which is basically what he says. Possibly, possibly. Then he also asked for a tampon, but uh, she... <laughs> <laughs> notices you better talk sim- to your uncle about that. <laughs> notices a symbol on the wall and has to leave. Right, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then we get this speech between all three of them about there's been astral planes, uh, the doorway that obviously he's in the house. He's not actually out of the house. So they've got to find him basically in another plane dimension or whatever it is. Uh, and then we can go back to, uh, you know, being this, that and everything else. But then they've also, is this the part where they discover that they're reading, he's reading them backwards. So like it is. So they've discovered that these demons are obviously, you know, coming back in their lives and it's sort of in reverse order and that eventually if he keeps reading through, then they're going to get that very first page where they became witches and then he will take away all their powers and they will go back to leading normal lives. And at this point, Prue is all like, well, hey, this actually might be a good idea. How about we do this? Um, and then she runs away because she's all like, then people around us will stop dying. Um, cut back to the house. <laughs> um Phoebe and Piper are depressed because they've got no wine, and Piper's lost the house. <laughs> they're depressed because they're sober. <laughs> exactly. Um, great stereotype of the women here. All it is is tampons and them drinking wine alone. Um, what did I say about this being empowering to women? Um, next up, we're making sandwiches for men. Uh, sexist. Um... <laughs> But basically, yeah, Piper's lost the house because she didn't sleep with the guy who was apparently the same guy as the beginning of the episode. Um, and then Dan McPretty shows up with a bottle of wine. Um, and what does he say? Like, oh, I hope to get something out of it. Um, and then Phoebe's like, what? Um, and I don't even know what happens in this scene. I don't understand my notes. 
what does, what why does he, he come over to offer the wine because he told her to get tampons? <laughs> no, I didn't have any notes on that. My notes end uh, with the doctor talking about her electrolytes. <laughs> anyway, well, okay, well, this this scene is a kind of a throwaway scene. My biggest question is, is like, again, I'm speaking on behalf of women, and that's not a good thing for me to do because the people who listen to any of these shows know that's not a good thing for me to do. But why would anybody want to date or go out with a guy who doesn't even know the differences between tampons and sanitary pads? Like, I mean, is that a good ground for a relationship? Aren't you saying that you don't understand the difference? I'm like, I, like, I, I know the don't differences. Like, I know women. what they are and how they're used. I don't understand why... I can't really go into that comment without sounding disgusting. So I don't understand well, why you would don't. want to use one over the other. That's just my... But I'm not a uh, woman. I don't have a vagina. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this scene is... You've got nothing to add on this scene, clearly. <laughs> Literally, the only note I had was about the doctor being like... <laughs> Just randomly, it's like, oh, your blood pressure is good, your heart rate is good, your electrolytes are good. <laughs> yeah. I think it was the new word that everybody learned thanks to Gatorade in 1999. So let's <laughs> throw it in there as the only medical term. We're your electrolytes are solid. We can release you tomorrow. <laughs> Michael Jordan pops up behind him with like a bottle of Gatorade <laughs> winking at the camera. <laughs> um, of course, if this was, you know, the age of Twitter, it would have like a hashtag buy Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, oh, the one thing actually I will say, the scene when like she comes back in with the wine after damn it, pretty's gone off to like read a book on the differences between tampons and sanitary pads, um, is because Piper doesn't get the loan and she says, "Oh, I'm glad I never slept with him." Um, I mean, would have made a difference. I mean, the guy was an idiot who didn't check crime rates, so like, I mean, <laughs> at least she would have gotten an orgasm out of it. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And now he's a quadriplegic, so it's over anyways. <laughs> anyway, let's cut back to Prue. She's gone to the police station. We meet Daryl, who I've written here is the Tom Welling of this show because he seems like a nice, charming guy, but he can't act for shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get this nice little scene between, uh, you know, Prue and Daryl talking about Andy's death and... Of course, then Prue is not being suspicious at all. Oh, what did Andy tell you before he died? Uh, you know, he just asked, you know, to cover that you're involved in some unsolved cases. That's it? Nothing else? <laughs> like, I mean, he's a detective, all right? That is, like, giving away that you obviously there's something more. He's a terrible detective. He's, like, loyal to his dead partner. I understand it. But, like, he's a cop firsthand. Like, come on, there's more there to investigate, you dumb fuck. He belongs uh, in the NYPD in the Spider-Man yeah. films, is what you're saying. <laughs> Funny head Spider-Man here to save us. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the Smallville police force. <laughs> wow. um, he, he says something about, uh, and again, maybe if you don't see the first season, you're going to be lost with a lot of this stuff because I, I, I kind of gathered just from watching it that, yeah, her boyfriend died or whatever and that he was this cop. But when he says, you know, um, uh, I know that you, there were a lot of murders and that you girls were involved or something like that, or you helped catch the murderer. But before they says, I know you were involved in a lot of crimes last year. <laughs> Why isn't he investigating them then? Exactly. You're like, well, you helped catch the murder. You committed a bunch of others, but like, what? what is his case file on these girls right now? I think from memory, I do remember Andy. Like, yeah, he was sort of like the main cop. And, you know, I guess a show like this with... 
you know, which is to have the cops kind of on the side. Because, I mean, there would be questions if you're trying to set this in a realistic world of shit happening. You know, police still have to investigate things. Um, but, yeah, I, Andy, I vaguely remember him. And uh, Daryl, I think, does stay on for quite some time as kind of just like the sidekick cop. Um, I don't know if he's in it for the he's whole He's the replacement thing. for Jenny, is yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah. Four episodes. He, too, will need tampons <laughs> in, like, three episodes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I... I think he... I don't know. I should really look this up, shouldn't I, if he stays in with the entire, the entire series run. But uh, I know he's in it for a little bit. But um, he's in it from seasons one to seven. There you go. Um, I just looked it up right there. Uh, Dorian Gregory plays Daryl Morris. Um, and has he gone on to do anything else? He was in Baywatch. Well, there you Small go. Bill. Uh, so, <laughs> he was in Lois and Clark, New Adventures of Superman. Uh, was he really? Nice. Yes. Um, he really hasn't been in much. He's in Third Rock. From, yeah, he hasn't done anything since 2008. So, um, there you go. <laughs> where where are that. you looking at that? I'm seeing, like, 2016, 2017 on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, this is on Wikipedia. You're obviously looking at IMDb, oh. so clearly yeah. they've updated IMDb. <laughs> You're just like, Wikipedia says the man hasn't worked in a decade. <laughs> I'm going to assume he's on unemployment right now. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Dorian Gregory, Darian Gregory, um, you know, you did well. Um, so anyway, I mean, it's a nice little scene. I mean, I guess it's kind of, it, it. I think obviously the purpose of that scene is to tie up, I guess, a few loose ends from the tragic death of Andy in the last episode. <laughs> so. And here's the other thing that confused me, having the new character Danny introduced and they keep referencing Andy. If you're not listening closely <laughs> enough, I thought she was talking about her dead boyfriend, Danny. And I thought that Danny Handsome was like the ghost come back or something like that. I was legitimately confused for the first few te- scenes where they're mentioning Andy. I'm like, the, the new guy next door? Like, did she know him before? Does he have amnesia? The, the way to tell the difference is, is if you actually look in the bottom of Prue's foot, she has written Andy on the bottom of her foot. And that kind of references it. <laughs> she belonged to Andy. <laughs> You know, well, then she gets crossed off and Danny's name is on there in its place. You you miss the scene where at one point Piper yells at Prue, You are a toy! <laughs> Sorry, I just watched all the toys. Uh, the musical episode of Charmed was basically, You got a friend of me. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do the Toy Story films? They're amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, what else happens here? Uh, oh, okay, so she's all, now that she's all got some closure with Andy, poor Andy, um, because Daryl says, oh, Andy said not to blame yourself, isn't that sweet? Um, so then she has all the power to go back to the house to help save the sisters from vagina chin, and she all of a sudden now wants to keep her powers, you know, she didn't want them, now she does. So they draw, they graffiti their, you know, really old house by drawing on the wall, um, and then... oh, which, can we talk over there for a second? Sure. Because Piper says something about, oh, uh, if this doesn't work, then I just wreck this wall for no reason. <laughs> okay, it's like boards. It's not even a wall. And you drew on it with chalk. Like, somebody's going to go in there, you know, a decade from now when they try to sell the house. And you go, oh, you know, I, I would have bought this thing, but you've got this chalk still on the wall <laughs> that's incomplete up here. You could erase that with, like, a cloth. And <laughs> she said, oh, I just wrecked our wall. I'm sorry. I would assume the uh, the demon guts that are spread throughout the house probably would uh, be <laughs> more of a problem than a bit of chalk on the wall. <laughs> so, what's that over there? Oh, just a bit of demon skin. It's all good. Um <laughs> 
But, I mean, the thing that always is amazing in these type of shows, though, which, again, we shouldn't be too critical, but, like, go, roll back, like, half an hour ago when they barely even knew who Vagina Chin was. Now they just know to draw a thing on the wall, astral planes, got to do it before sunrise. Like, you know, it's kind of like, wow, you guys are pretty quick at working this shit out. You're better than Detective Daryl, who can't even <laughs> work out why, why you're involved this in all these crimes. This is why they're involved in all the cases. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, they open the portal. He's genital chin guy, and they start to. Uh, they have this elaborate plan that they're going to like move shit, and then they're going to steal the book of shadows. And oh, he's going to go away because they're going to read the uh, the spell from the book. But Prue again has performance anxiety. <laughs> um, can't do anything. Uh, genital chin is all like, oh, "I'm going to kill you," and then she goes off and has a bit of a sook because uh, <laughs> it's her responsibility and all this sort of stuff. Um, and then they basically sort it out because they keep hearing voices. Um, and you know, they... the whole episode, Granny <laughs> is Granny speaking Witch. to them yes. with one phrase, and like I don't understand it. <laughs> then they finally work out that uh, the power of one is the power of three, or whatever it is. Uh, so then they all come together. Um, then somehow Phoebe can look at a watch and go, "It's almost sunrise." Um, I often look at my watch and can see sunrise and sunset on there. That's the only two things that it says on my watch. <laughs> it's a re- it's a it's a remote sundial. Yeah. <laughs> she has it like either that or either that or Phoebe's to... very anal at looking at the newspaper every day when it says the time of the sunrise <laughs> sunset. Um, so then they eventually go back out to naked field. They don't have to get naked anymore. They go around a giant rock. They hold hands. Uh, they chant. Here comes genital chin. And they get the Book of Shadows back, and he goes away. Uh, that's basically it. Uh, what, is, what did he say? What are like, you doing? I'll destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. No, stop. Oh, come on. Oh, oh please. I almost had it this Can time. Can I have a tampon? <laughs> he, he does kind of change. He goes from being this monster to like, no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> he's kind of whiny. Um, I just want to say this climax there were much more exciting things that happened could they not have come up with a better climax than have them surrounding a rock and then this weird projection in the sky like it looks cheesy for one maybe i'm just complaining because they're suddenly clothed and last time they're here they weren't (laughs) but it just seems like a boring way to end a kind of fun episode yeah and my thing too is like you know only beforehand they're talking about like oh we've got to do this within the house because he's still within the house and yet now mm-hmm. we're out in, you know, random nude field. And, like, w- does anybody not see this? Like, I mean, is there not some, like, <laughs> jogger, like, running through, like, tra-la-la-la-la. Oh, look it's at that. Of- There's just three women around a rock with a giant vagina-chin demon. Oh, that's normal. Tra-la-la-la-la. <laughs> this area is just a bunch of streakers out in the woods. <laughs> that's known as, like, the stoner park where all the whack jobs go <laughs> and get naked and go around a rock. Um, mm-hmm. And then we get a uh, lovely little scene at the end, um, when uh, we meet Grams, Granny, Granny, um, she's a Force ghost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Use the Force, Prue. Um, <laughs> basically, says that I'm the one who ch- moves all the pages and writes a little thing in the book saying Happy Anniversary. Oh, and also uh, Piper and and uh, sorry, Prue and Phoebe 
uh, they come together because Shannon Doherty and Alyssa Milano had to in their contract uh, to give Holly Marie Combs a $60,000 check, which, honestly, if they could have done that the whole fucking time, uh, <laughs> why did they, like... What if, if, I was, if I was Piper, I'd be like, what the fuck, guys? Like, couldn't you have done this before? Well, you know, they're lucky that they did that beforehand, too, though, because after she wrote on the wall, this house is value depreciated by at least 5000 more. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so that that's that's charmed. Which trial? I don't need to add on how it ends with Granny and anything else. <laughs> Good old Granny. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Does Granny appear before this? They seem surprised to see her. Is this the first time she appeared? I can't rem- like vaguely. I remember the first episode. Like, doesn't like Phoebe move back to live with them all, and they all discover they're witches? I think I remember. Like yeah, because that's the only other full episode I saw. They all kind of move in there. I guess I can't remember though. Like if if dear old granny is like you know involved somewhere else i mean clearly they love her um i mean i couldn't tell you more than that um so this is where jamie needs to come on and tell us but uh, at all our charmed fans at charmed wiki are like this is where i need the phone to ring again like it's charmed wiki uh, <laughs> see, see this is this is where if i was like a smart ass i'd actually get on my phone my mobile and dial my house phone and then you know tie that into it but that involves planning and i can't be bothered so uh, <laughs> yeah uh, i did want to mention just looking through the quotes here one thing that we miss uh, i was so distracted by the nude scene being shot from the earlobes up uh just how funny the line is just looking at the quotes here where um uh, where Phoebe says, you know, what do we have to lose? And Piper's like, well, apparently we've got our clothes to lose. And then later it says, when in Rome? It goes, no, we're not in Rome. We're in California and it's illegal here. <laughs> yes, that is, that is, that is clever. I just think Phoebe and Piper, like, I mean, they're the ones who obviously are in it for the longest uh, throughout the whole series, but they, they have great chemistry. And I think from what I've seen too, they were good friends outside of the show too. So, um, I mean, who wouldn't be good friends with Holly Marie Combs? And I like, I, I don't know Alyssa Milano. Please, I, please be friends with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have both. I like Alyssa Milano too. Do you like Alyssa <laughs> Milano? I have no issues with any of them. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to Rose McGowan, ugh. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'd be okay with her. <laughs> Look, Rose McGowan kind of just irked me the wrong way. I don't know. She she was in Nip Tuck for a little bit, but the, the point, the thing with Nip Tuck was that they, they kind of, she came in and was the same character as, um, Oh, they had this like character, but then they replaced it with a different actress. And is it Katie Sackhoff who was in Battlestar Galactica? Am I saying yeah, that? yeah, and twenty four, right? Yeah, yeah. So she was the character in Nip Tuck, but then they like went to a new season, and like Katie Sackhoff didn't want to come back, but they wanted to keep the character, so they recast her with Rose McGowan, um, as you do. Um, <laughs> She's and just always recast it. Katie Sackhoff was like so much better in that role. But anyway, that's a, that's Nip Tuck Oz. Well, actually, we don't need Nip Tuck Oz. We've got Nip Tuck on the Oz Network. Anyway, uh, that's charmed. Do you have anything more to add before we rate this? I don't know. This is why I don't host these ones. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, it's it was a fun episode, and uh, honestly, I think we had more fun covering this episode. <laughs> that if people out there honestly want to hear more of this, <laughs> then recommend more charm. Find more episodes that deal with uh, feminine hygiene products <laughs> and backhand fights, and I'm sure we'll bring an entertaining episode out of it. I highly recommend anybody out there listening, just, like, get the most feminine show and, like, get the most feminine episode <laughs> and get these two uncouth men to talk about feminine yeah. issues. Uh, no issues with that at all. We <laughs> won't, you know, dig ourselves a hole. Um, you know, like Sex in the City or Girls or, I mean, I don't know, Orange is the New Black or something like that, like... 
Uh, what are we doing with this, Colin? Are we buying it? Are we renting it? Or are we binning it? Um, it's. I'm going to be honest. It's not a buy for me. But considering I haven't seen a lot of the show before, it's not really my style of show. Uh, it's it, kind of confusing. This episode, if we're also going to say, like, is this something you can go into not knowing it? Probably not the best episode to watch if you're unfamiliar with the show, but you pick up on enough. I, I'll say rent it, at least alone for these three sisters, rent it. Yeah, look, I, I would do the same. I mean, I again, it kind of it did bring back memories of, like, this show is enjoyable, and I, I remember when I did watch it, I did like it, but it was never kind of, like, must-see, like, got a Biden DVD, like, oh, I'm obsessed with this, you know, I'm not Jamie. Um, <laughs> but it's still fun, like... It is a it is a show which I think you can just check your brain at the door and just have some mindless fun with vagina chins and naked sisters and tampons. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would rent it too. Definitely That's how I have my fun. <laughs> de- definitely wouldn't bin it. And, I mean, would I buy it? Eh, you know, I'd rent it. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's Charmed, Season 2, Episode 1, Witch Trial, another... Uh, Random episode. I love how, like, we spent probably a good portion of this episode talking about, like, the first, like, 35 minutes and then the last, like, the major scenes were just like, oh, so they just get stuff and they do this and they do that. The end. Uh, we <laughs> talked more about Jenny than all of her screen time combined in her four episodes. We need to, all right? We need to defend poor Jenny. All she wanted was a tampon, yeah. all right? <laughs> Screw you, <laughs> Charm fans. Hashtag bring back Jenny. Yeah, like most of you Charm fans need tampons in your life. Imagine if, you know, your neighbours, like, told you to get stuffed and come over later. Like, you would be sad. That's why Jenny was annoying. At at the very least, I want to say hashtag bring back Jenny for the comics. Let's at least start there, people. (laughs) If not, Colin and I will draw our own comics up, and it's all about the adventures (laughs) of Jenny, who has witch powers because she doesn't have a tampon. That's where she gets them from. (laughs) I don't know if We're going to have to come up with a new storyline for her because I don't think either of us know how to draw a tampon or a sanitary <laughs> wet nap, whatever it is. Look, I could probably get away with drawing a tampon in a sanitary pad. I probably couldn't draw a person. So you draw the people, I'll draw the tampons. <laughs> Deal. Jenny the comic, coming soon. <laughs> Illustrated by Colin Hilling and Ben Mortal. <laughs> Uh, but our next random TV episode we're going to be doing, so uh, we were suggested Impractical Jokers. Colin, do you remember who suggested that to us at all? I don't remember. We will remember by the time the episode airs, and okay. we'll give you credit for it. Well, thank you, random person who suggested Impractical <laughs> Jokers. I will say I have never watched Impractical Jokers. Uh, I've barely heard of it. So, uh, Colin, have you at least seen it before? Yeah. I- I'm not one of these people who watches every episode, but... I, I don't know how many episodes they've had. They've had six seasons. I've probably seen a good, like, you know, 20, 30 episodes of whatever they have out there. Uh, it, it's a really good show. It's often played, uh, at least here, the channel that's on here in Canada, they'll play, like, three or four episodes per day. So I'll just get in the mood where I'll record it. And it it's probably one of the funniest shows you'll ever see. It's For people who aren't familiar with it, it's not a sitcom or a scripted show. It's just four friends who dare each other to do really stupid things. And it's not dumb immature like tom green uh it's like real it's just fun stunts and you know then it's just well who can actually complete the will you have the guts to say this sometimes they have to feed each other lines in public to say to people it's a really fun show no matter what episode we get i know it's gonna be hilarious so basically we could do this on this episode we could do stupid things (laughs) yeah (laughs) i dare you to call a survivor on your list and get them on this episode without them knowing that they're on this episode yeah yeah well i'm sure we'll come up with some challenges on it 
Uh, so what we're going to do here is uh, I'm looking. It's been 141 episodes and 18 specials. Um, so I think we'll we'll take we'll stick out just with episodes. We'll stick with the episodes. So uh, basically, what we're going to do, we've gone to uh, not our friend Andrew Hedges that we discover on uh, 007 available on iTunes. Uh, Google now has a random number generator. So I've basically put in here the the the, the uh, what do you call it? The numbers, the top and bottom numbers, number one and number 141. I'll press the button generate, and this will tell us what episode number we've got to do, and somehow we're going to work out what episode that is. So. <laughs> <laughs> There may be a long pause that gets edited out here. <laughs> uh, episode 131 is our episode. Uh, so, actually, this is a lot easier. I can find oh, it here. Oh, I've got it right here. Yep. Uh, that would be Season 6, Episode 4, Catastrophe. So, the write-up says, The guys pose as trainees at an organic food shop and compete at a mall to untangle their phone cords before having their pants pulled down by a special actor. Sounds like a laugh a minute. Uh <laughs> Um, cool. All right. Well, that's what we're doing next. <laughs> season six, episode four, catastrophe. Oh, I'm sad that we're not doing the first episode of season six called Swim Shady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we'll do. And if, if you have a suggestion, we'll probably put a post up on our uh, social media at some point soon. Uh, a suggestion for a random episode of a TV show. Uh, you can email us, yosnetwork at hotmail.com. Send us a message on Facebook or tweet us out and we'll, we'll put it on the list. Um, and same with movies. We're going to probably open that up to movies as well. So, uh, if, if you want us to do a, think of a random movie, uh, we will not do Twilight. So fuck you. Um, <laughs> again, we're going to watch every movie in the history of movies from every country in the world before we ever do Twilight. So, uh, unless. <laughs> somebody has a really funny moment where they get their period on Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm sure we'll get some entertainment out of it. If we, the day we, it's either when we've watched every single movie in the history of movies or we get to a million likes on Facebook. There we go. That's the only yes. way we will do Twilight. <laughs> or if Robert Pattinson personally contacts me and says, hi, I'm Robert Pattinson, do Twilight. <laughs> I'll say, get fucked, you fairy wizard, and hang up. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So <laughs> there we go. Colin, it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, it has been more fun than I thought. Uh, Jamie, thank you for, um, for suggesting this episode. <laughs> Please, Colin, invite her on next time around uh, <laughs> because <laughs> she probably would let us know more things. But in the meantime, my name is Ben and I bought sanitary napkins like that's going to work. And my name is Colin, and never bring a knife to a backhand fight. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.